Hey, what's up? It's your boy, Health Coach Lou, and you're listening to the Smart Talk Podcast. You're going to hear specific, measurable, attainable, realistic, and right-on-time health and wellness conversations. Enjoy! Hello and welcome to the Smart Talk Podcast. I have a special guest in, in the building, in the virtual building. Um, spoke with her before. Her name's Charmaine, sugar coach and RN. Um, she has a business, her sugar-free self-care, where she uh, she helps people with low-carb, uh, keto, keto dieting. Charmaine, thank you for, for hopping on with me today. Thank you so much, Coach Corey, for having me here. I'm excited to be here. Yeah, yeah. How's how's your day been? Been been pretty chill. Yeah. Um. Gosh, I'm in Culver City in Los Angeles. The weather is gorgeous. Um, did some lifting oh, this morning in my home gym, and I just feel yeah, really good. Even went to Costco, and um, it was surprisingly <laughs> like chill now. Like I swear to God, like the Costco shopping lately has been a lot less um painful these days (laughs) right it seems like things it does feel like things are starting to go to a little bit of of normal it's the same thing here so here where i'm at in iowa um everything opened up friday so gyms opened up everything yeah i haven't went back to the gym Mm -hmm. Uh uh-huh yeah as far as i know everything the 15th everything was open so you know i as much as i want to go back to the gym in my heart i don't know why i'm just like you know what june or july sounds legit for me so but i i went just went by there just to see and you know there was a a decent amount of cars but not as you know not as busy as it used to be so like around four or five o'clock here gyms would be packed but around that time friday there wasn't a lot of cars there. So I feel like a lot of people, even though like it is open, people are still trying to be mindful of that in, in, in some places. I can't speak for every, everywhere, but the places that I frequent, like the gym, it wasn't very packed. And um, I think I might wait another month before I go back. <laughs> I, I, yeah. I'm doing well at home with my, my pull-up bar, you know, and push-ups. I, I can I can manage for you know another couple of weeks yeah I mean <laughs> I I mean I'm the same like I mean I I go to a rock climbing gym I love rock climbing and I cannot even imagine um going to a gym where you know you climb all over the walls like everyone shares oh my god equipment. Yeah. like it, that just seems really like to me I'm like oh this is not going to be ready for like a year but anyway but I I agree. Yeah, I I would feel kind of uneasy about that too in the moment. But um, but yeah. so often you find your way at home. Like, I, you don't need much more than a pull up bar and push ups, honestly. Dude, no, and I made that thing with my hands. I found I went on YouTube. <laughs> I had like some. <laughs> Charmaine, I I had some, I had some um loose two by fours and two by eights in my garage. And oh I found a YouTube video 
and I was like, I'll, I'll send you after this, I'll send you a picture on Instagram of what it looks like it. And I went to like our local, like Ace Hardware and got like this, you know, black bar and put that bad boy up in my garage, man. And it it holds me, which I'm, I'm happy about. Wow. Hey, you got to do what you got to do, man. Oh my God. I love that. You got to do what you got to (laughs) do. Right. <laughs> hey, you got to adapt to the times. Yes. Yes, you got to, or else you'll cool. just, you know, yeah. If you never adapt, you'll never yeah, grow. Yeah, we're doing well. nothing. Right, exactly. Absolutely. Well, hey, I wanted, <laughs> I wanted to get into, you know, talking more about you and the kind of what you're doing now. Because um, So just kind of kind of explain, you know, what, to those people who are listening when I say sugar coach, they're like, what, what is that? You know, can't explain what a sugar coach is and what, and what you do for your clients. Yeah, I'd be happy to. Um, most people are like, what, what is that? So basically the way I describe it is, um, so I am a certified life and weight loss coach. Um, but I do specialize in helping people manage their cravings for sugar. Um, and what that means is, you know, I know, there are things like eating low carb and keto. And part of what that means, in case you don't know what the keto diet is, is it's basically eating a diet that's very low in carbohydrates and very high in in fats. Um, so it helps you be burning your own fat for fuel instead of burning carbs and sugar for fuel. Um, but the problem with that is in this kind of way of eating – People, you do have to eliminate a lot of foods that a lot of people normally eat on a regular basis, like bread, pasta, rice, potatoes, all the things that we love and enjoy um, all the things very often. Love, right. So, uh, oh yeah, man, potatoes. Mm. So anyway, so <laughs> part of that though is when you do start to not include certain foods in your in your way of eating as I like to call it um it's really like a part of it is not only just like the discipline and stuff it's really a lot about the emotional aspect of it and how do you like stop craving these foods because the more we crave it that's where we feel deprived we feel restricted and then we just kind of end up quitting the diet and you know stopping, starting, stopping, starting. So I help them basically find a way to make this a lifestyle change and to change their mindset around food so it doesn't feel depriving, it doesn't feel restricted, and they do find a way to make this lifestyle change sustainable and enjoyable for themselves um, so that they – so it's not a diet. So it is like a permanent um, lifestyle change. Right. So it's just, it's just more about how, like, this is just how they're eating now. It's not just because it has the name, you know, the ketogenic diet or or keto. This is just how they're eating for the rest of their life. Right. Right. Exactly. And because that is, it's funny. (laughs) Oh, go ahead. Yeah. No, I mean, it's funny how that, that one word diet can change how, you know, someone looks at the way they're eating because, you know, we, we all know when we hear the word, Oh, I got to go on a diet. It's, it's, it's a negative, it's a bad word these days. Like, mm-hmm. you know you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like no one wants to hear the word I'm going on a diet, 
But you know, if you're just you know if you're just changing your lifestyle to eating a certain way, and I'm, I'm sure you've experienced this probably probably yourself or with clients that you um, that you work with. You know, some of these foods that you're telling them, hey, may not be the best for you, are foods that they looked to for comfort. Right. Right. Exactly. So, you know, how, how do you work with somebody like with, with that? <laughs> yeah. Right. That's like the million dollar question. Like, cause for a lot of people, like how you eat is so ingrained in, you know, like it could be just ingrained in your identity. Like you always go to food for comfort or you enjoy eating certain foods with family. Like it gets very ingrained in a lot of people like, you know, use food as a way to just identify themselves sometimes and we don't even realize it. Um, so the first thing that I do help people see though is, you know, cause it can feel like a very strong attachment to it in the beginning. So, you know, like when I started going on keto, like before I went keto, I was like, holy crap, like how, how do I not eat sugar? Like that's like impossible. So the first thing I do right. help people see is like, you know, just first think about like why you want to do it. And I know this sounds kind of cliche, but it really is important. Like you do have to know why this matters to you. Um, because if you don't have that reason, it's not going to carry you through all the times that you feel like, you know, uncomfortable or you feel like wanting to stop you know, it's going to feel very, very hard to want to keep going sometimes. Um, so you do have to know why. Um, and the second thing, like a, a big part of it too, is, you know, a lot of our cravings for food, um, not only like before you even go to the emotional side of it, we, we tend to also crave food because our hunger hormones are actually imbalanced. And most of us don't even know that. Like when you eat certain foods like carbs and sugar, um, and flour, like bread and pasta, you spike your blood sugar levels very quick, like very high throughout the day. And when your blood glucose goes up, your insulin is released, then they'll bring it down, then you eat something, then it goes up. So you're in this constant like glucose, blood glucose roller coaster. And that is going to make you um, hungry. It, it's gonna actually, it actually affects your mood, it makes you more irritable. That's where the hangriness comes from. Um, blood sugar will spike and dip a lot. So, so the first right. thing I especially have especially a diet. Do, oh yeah. Uh huh. No, I'm, saying, I'm saying, I'll just agreeing with you. Especially a diet that's high in, you know, processed carbs will definitely, you know, trigger that. What you're saying. Right. Right. So, so the first part of um, before I even go to the emotional side of things, I have to tell people like you have to regulate your hunger hormones, like you have to eat more fat, more protein, and that will help to just get the physiology right in your body. Because if you're, if your blood sugar is not stable, it's like your body is literally like physically craving sugar. And you have to get that under control. It's going to be way harder <laughs> to not want right. like to, right. to commit to this way of eating. Yeah. Right. Well, you, you said something a, a while ago, not a while ago, but a few minutes ago, uh, where um, you have to know why you, you're doing the keto diet or, you know, you have to know why. Like, what's your why? Um, mm -hmm. Explain to me, you know, 
there had to be a why for you, right? I mean, you you started this. You're you're a great you're you're advocate for the ketogenic diet. What what was your why? How'd you get started? You know, eating this way. Oh, so yeah, like um, definitely, I needed a big why because, like I said before, I thought that eating sugar free was impossible. Like I always called myself like ex carbaholic. Like I loved cereal. Loved smoothies, granola bars, like, oh my gosh, I snacked all the time. So definitely, (laughs) I started there, you know. So um, what happened was I, uh, in November 2017, I actually, um, like at that point, I was actually a personal trainer. Um, I was a ACSM uh, personal certified trainer. And then I was like training clients. I was doing like really more intense workouts. Like I was um, doing CrossFit like three times a week. I was running. I was like a competitive Spartan athlete, Spartan race athlete. And I was like yoked. I had muscles everywhere. And (laughs) (laughs) no shame. Like, (laughs) yeah, it's it's true. (laughs) But um, what I never looked at in my whole life being fit since like 2013 until 2017 was my diet because I always thought I could just out, you know, I work out a lot. I have muscles. I could eat right. whatever. It's fine. Um, so then, yeah. You, in can November outwork the, you can outwork the diet. Exactly. That That's what we think, you know? <laughs> and, mm-hmm. um, and then, so yeah, November, 2017, I went to have a routine doctor's checkup I had my annual labs taken and um, so I got my hemoglobin a1c test done Um, so that's the one that checks your blood sugar levels on average over the past three months and it's used to diagnose diabetes and so when I had that done I thought I was gonna have amazing lab results because I work out like a beast Um, (laughs) but I didn't (laughs) my labs actually sucked. Like it was not great. Like my triglycerides were kind of high. Um, and my, um, hemoglobin A1C was high. It was like pre-diabetic at a 5.9. Oh no. And, and so normal level is supposed to be below 5.7. So 5.9 is already getting to like closer to diabetic. So I was, being a nurse, a registered nurse, taking care of patients who get their foots taken off because of diabetes, I'm like, I don't want diabetes. So that's what propelled me into this journey and really investigating and assessing what do I eat and how do I change this like immediately? (laughs) (laughs) Like right now. (laughs) Right. (laughs) <laughs> so that 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 is that is a big why so i mean it sounds like you got on you so how did you dis- discover keto is this something you already kind of knew about you know since you were in you know those that crossfit community where i feel like paleo and keto are kind of you know pretty heavy in those communities was this something you already knew about or um had to do some search some searching on right so i knew nothing about these um i knew nothing about keto really at the time and it's funny because it's true, like um, CrossFit and Paleo have that strong relationship, I think, because of Rob Wolf. Like he's basically the mm-hmm. he's the face of Paleo, right? Like he made it popular and he made it go into like CrossFit because he had a CrossFit gym. He associated it with CrossFit. So 
Um, but it's funny because my CrossFit gym, we never talked about diet. Like we never talked about holistic lifestyle approaches. We, we only basically talked about working out hard. And um, so I never looked at what I ate. So what happened was um, in January of 2018, my friends, like it was just kind of just because of the holiday season, I just wanted to meet up with some friends from um, my elementary school. And, and so my friend actually was telling us one time at dinner, she's like, Oh, yeah, we're gonna do keto, like, as a New Year's resolution kind of thing. Like, do you want to join? And I'm like, what's keto? And she's like, Oh, you know, it's this, it's this, you don't eat sugar and blah, blah. But we're gonna do it as a group. I've done it before. I lost so much weight. It was, you know, it's awesome. And I'm like, Oh, okay. So I just joined them. I learned more about it. And immediately when I did it, I got results right away, felt so much better, lost weight. And um, my energy was just stabilized. I got less hungry. And I was like, dude, I am all in for this thing, this keto thing. I'm like, dude, (laughs) right. This is amazing. (laughs) Right. So it all started with a holiday challenge. Yeah. Yeah. Just like, it's so weird how the, how the universe works. Like I, I hadn't talked to my friends in so long. And <laughs> it's it's true though. Like I just, we just happened to meet up and she's just like, yeah, I'm just trying this thing. I'm like, Oh wow. My blood sugar was up. So maybe this will help, you know? Right. So, so you went, you went from there, um, started keto, felt great. Um, your next checkup. So I'm assuming you had to do another checkup just to see where your blood sugars were mm-hmm. or your A1C, like what, three months from that. And then it sounds like they had improved. Right. So, but, so here's the thing though, like what I learned that like I, it did get better, but it still wasn't as low as I wanted. Cause what I realized, mm-hmm. which is where a lot of people get kind of tripped up with keto is like, when you start out, and if you're not comfortable not eating sugar, a lot of people tend to just replace current sugars with artificial sugars and artificial sweeteners. So I ended up like baking these keto cookies and stuff like every day. Like I was eating a lot of like, you know, keto desserts and stuff like all like basically right. like every okay. day. <laughs> so yeah, and I started eating these keto bars and these all these kind of substitute things. And so I got my sugar retested in June of 2018, June or July, but the blood sugar, like it went down only a little bit. Like it went down to my, like 5.7 from 5.9, something like that. And I was like, what the heck? Like, why is it so <laughs> like kind of high, you know? And I was like, oh, great. Right. I was like, okay, there's something else going on. So I then I had to make that decision. Like, okay, I really have to, cut down on like the actual sweets I was eating those kind of foods and I had I made that shift to really like okay I'm only eating like real food and that was really that made such a huge difference so so I always tell my clients you have to eat real food like majority of the time Um, because real food doesn't trigger those unnatural cravings like those reward systems in your brain that that makes you crave sweets so I, I did make that shift and it made like such a difference. Right. So, so it, it may, I'm assuming 
it, it probably took a little bit more time to prepare those foods and, and, and make all that, but it was, it was more rewarding at the end. Right. Right. And, and that's actually part of what I teach in my coaching program. I actually do have a method to meal prep that is like, so like stupid, easy that like anybody could do it because I started out in that place where the only thing I ate before was just convenient food. I only ate Mm -hmm. like smoothies, bars, like cereal, like things I never had to cook. So I just had to make meal prepping as easy as possible. And, you know, I always tell people like, I'm the laziest cook ever that you'll ever meet, but it's okay because that's what makes it sustainable. Like, that's what made it easy. (laughs) So I have like a rule for myself. Like, I only tell people you, you, your meal only needs three ingredients, just proteins, veggies, and fats, and that's it. And uh, yeah, and once a week you have a joy eat, so you could eat like some kind of sugar or carb once a week, but but that's it. Like the simpler, the less I have to think about it, the more sustain- sustainable it is. Man, especially for somebody just starting out. You know, I, I can see you know, speaking to someone that's probably tracked before or has done this, but man, you know, with a lot of the clients that I see, they, when I talk to them about, you know, meal prep, they're like meal, what, you know, they're, they're totally lost. It's, it can kind of stress you out, you know, especially if you're starting something new, but man, having an easy and convenient way to make that meal prep easier Mm -hmm. is a, is a game changer. Um, I want to, uh, you know, ask you, you know, a quick question about what, what I, this is a question that I get a lot from people who are interested in, in starting keto. So, you know, what I do as, you know, in the hospital, I never prescribe or recommend a certain type of diet for someone. They, Mm. they come to me, they say, Hey, I have this, a friend of mine lost 30 pounds on keto. What do you think about it? And I'm like, well, okay, well, I can give you the information, but I'm not going to say, yes, you should do it. Or what do you think about, um, I don't know, what's another one out there, um, Dash or Mediterranean? You know, I, I'll give you the information, but it's up to you on what you want to try and we'll, we'll work on that. Um, but a question I do get specifically when I'm talking with patients um, that are either want to try keto or think they're doing keto is, you know, um, you know, how do you, how do you explain keto to your patients? You know, know, what's the difference between, you know, a low carbohydrate diet and a ketogenic diet? Mm. So, so the base, the most basic way to explain keto is if I, cause I try to make it simple is you're basically training your body to burn like there's two ways that your body gets energy one way is by eating sugar basically which sugar comes from carbs we eat also or by eating your own fat on your body so that's called being a sugar burner (laughs) sounds so like interesting right it does yes explain right so you either eat sugar for energy or you eat your own fat And I call it being a sugar burner or being a fat burner. So the way that works is if you eat food that 
does consist of more than 50 grams of carbs a day, like total carbs a day. And and I, I know there's certain ranges, but this is just what I go by. Like if you eat like right. more than 50 grams of carbs a day, that and you're eating a diet that consists of a lot of like like flour, sugar, like breads, rice, you're eating those pretty consistently and it's more than 50 grams of carbs a day, um, you're most likely a sugar burner. And so you know you're a sugar burner because you're hungry very frequently. Like you need to eat every few hours. You get like an afternoon slump. You, you get hangry if you don't eat. Um, your hunger sensation is very loud, very naggy. Um, that's what it's like to be a sugar burner, which most of most people are. Um, a fat burner is when you've trained your body to make sugar from eating your own fat. <laughs> so, <Okay>. so basically, <laughs> that means you eat less than 50 grams of carbs a day. I actually recommend eating 20 grams of total carbs a day to make it much more optimal, especially if you're pre-diabetic or diabetic, but, um, you want to eat like 20 to 50 total grams of carbs a day. Uh, you eat a diet that's high in natural fats. So that means like not vegetable oils, but things like meat, eggs, um, uh, fatty fish, um, avocados, nuts, like natural sources of fat, even like butter, like as long as it's less processed versions of fat and you eat like, um, a moderate amount of protein. So, so that's the difference because low carb, if it's just low carb, like that's very general, like you, if it's ketosis, if you want to be in that fat burning mode, which is ketosis is just that fancy buzzword for <laughs> fat burning mode. Um, you just got to make sure that you're eating a diet that's high in natural fats and low in the, um, like 20 to 50 grams of carbs a day. Um, so yeah, that's how I distinguish that. If that makes sense. Oh, awesome! That that does make sense. That does make sense. Um, so a question that I have, because I mean, I've I've heard about this this keto flu. Have you experienced that? You know, and oh, if you okay. have, what does that feel like? Like that just sounds like it sucks. Oh yeah, yeah. Doesn't it sound terrible? <laughs> because it is. It's <laughs> terrible. So actually, I don't call it keto flu. I call it something worse. I call it sugar withdrawal um, because it is withdrawal. Like it's kind of like if you're cutting off like um, a drug cold turkey. Like I don't know if you see this in the hospital, but when you give benzodiazepines like Ativan, like those addictive drugs, and you cut it off from people – they're going to withdraw. They're going to have like freaking nightmares and they're going to have blood pressure issues and oh they gosh, will get yeah. agitated because <laughs> your body can kind of grows this like dependence on it. So, so that's what happens with sugar. It's like literally, that's why people say it's addictive. It's kind of like you have this, like, first of all, burning sugar is really easy for your body. Like you, when you eat a carb, you can burn that energy from the carb so quickly. It only takes like 30 minutes to turn that into energy. It's like so fast. So when you take that away from your body, it's like taking candy away from a kid 
And then the kid's like throwing a tantrum and it, you know, it gets mad. <laughs> it wants right. the <laughs> to make it wants that candy. Yeah, it wants the candy. Um, so, so what it feels like <laughs> is you get headaches, you get fatigue, you feel low in energy, you're going to get hangry. Um, you're going to have your cravings might intensify and it's often worse in the first three days. If you get past the first three days, that it, that means you're on the way to like, it's going to get better after that. But that's the roughest part. The first three days. <laughs> that's going to be a long three days, man. Right, right. But this is what I tell people. Like I have all my clients, especially when they're new, they must have a sugar withdrawal self-care plan that we make together. Um, oh, so you have that's, to a, end- that's a great idea. Yeah. Yeah. Like you have to have a, a plan for that because it's going to feel like, I don't know if I could curse. It's going to feel terrible. <laughs> yeah. No, uh, you, you can curse. You're not going to get, oh, there's no, there's no um, lightning bolt that's going to strike you down. Okay, good. I was, I was wondering, <laughs> but but yeah, it's gonna feel like ass. So you you yeah. gotta you have to just anticipate it. Like it's totally normal. It's totally fine. Like you might have to decrease the intensity of your workouts in that time. Um, you have to have more salt because the reason why you have the keto flu is because carbs retain water. That's why they call it a carbohydrate. So when you get rid of carbs, you're peeing out more urine so you're depleting yourself of sodium so all the ketone comes from the electrolyte imbalance so you need to replenish your salt so i always tell people drink either bone broth or have warm water with a half a teaspoon of salt a day and it will help you feel so much better like most likely like right away like within 30 minutes you should feel better if you actually do that <laughs> right um, right yeah Cool. So um, you know, I, I had a friend, I have a friend who's, he's a bodybuilder in, in Seattle. And when he's, before he, um, before like his event or meet, I don't know what they're called in bodybuilding, but, um, he has a phase where he does the keto diet. Um, it's just mm. part of his phase when he's, when he's dieting down. Um, and there's a phase where he does keto and, on Instagram, he's, she checks his, his ketone levels like every day. Right. Mm -hmm. Is that something that you, that you do, or you recommend for your clients? Is that something that's necessary to make sure that you're, you're in ketosis? Right. And I know people do that and, you know, you, you're totally fine to do that. Like if you want to get, do the effort of like doing that every day, that's totally fine. Um, some people like the data and they just really want to make sure they're in ketosis. But honestly, mm -hmm. because I endorse more of like a lifestyle change and it has to be sustainable, um, it has to be something you're willing to do like for the rest of your life. Um, I, I teach people more about like how to be basically fat adapted. And, and that's basically from like it, as long as you're eating real food every day, and you're keeping the carbs low, like 20 to 50 grams total a day. Um, and you're, yeah, and you're eating protein and fat, like you're going to be fat adapted. 
and, and, and I just teach them to know how to be fat adapted. And you'll know you're fat adapted because after two weeks, which is the, this is the grace period. <laughs> so, so right. for the first two weeks, you do this um, way of eating, your body is going to adjust like met- metabolically. So it's trying to switch over from being a sugar burner to a fat burner. So as it's doing that, it, it takes about two weeks to switch over. But after like two to six weeks, depending on how you eat and, you know, your body and all that stuff. So after that grace period time, you'll know you're fat adapted if you can easily, first of all, like easily not eat any food for 12 to 16 hours. Like if you don't feel hungry very easily, um, your, your hunger sensations are much more balanced. You're not irritable when you're hungry. Um, you're not craving food as often. And um, your energy is actually more steady throughout the day. Then that's a good sign that you're fat adapted. So I, I just have them read their body so that, you know, I, I think that's more important. Like see the changes in your body. And that's what right. we'll tell you. Yeah. Yeah. Like if, if, if I came to you, Charmaine, for, you know, sugar coaching or, you know, keto coaching, you told me I had to pee on the stick every day. I don't know <laughs> if I would, <laughs> if, if I would be doing that. Oh, you don't want to pee on the stick every day? <laughs> oh, like if that's what I had to do to change my life. I guess it depends on how bad it was. Like, if, <laughs> but mm-hmm. I don't know. I don't know if I'm about that that uh, ketone stick life right now. Right. <laughs> not, not for me. Uh, yeah, <laughs> and and you know, it's people who do that. I feel like they they just um, it's kind of like yeah, if they have a very maybe specific like physique goal and they want to really get to a certain like body fat percentage maybe or something like that, like or they're just doing it for an experiment and they like numbers. Like I could see that, but, um, but it really isn't necessary. Right. Well, that's good to know for, for the people listening, <laughs> you don't have to pee on the stick to do keto. Right. If you What's take anything day? away from this, <laughs> if you take anything away from this conversation, just take that away. <laughs> awesome. So, you know, tell me, so I know you've been, You've been, you know, doing your coaching thing for a while now. How, how is it going? You know, um, you know, what have you you learned? Because you're you're full time coaching now, or or are you yeah. still working as a nurse? Right. So, hey, congratulations! Um, actually, That's awesome. Oh my god! Thank you. Um, it's such a like. It's still so crazy to think about it. it I do get like, like yeah, like emotional thinking about it because I, I've been a nurse in the hospital, a psychiatric registered nurse for eight years in UCLA. Wow. And it's been my home for a long time. And um, I never, ever imagined I would ever be an entrepreneur or a coach. But, um, but yeah, the more I went into working as a nurse, and I saw that it was mostly about acute stabilization and giving people meds and not really focusing on the root cause of the program uh, of the problem. Like we're always focusing on, okay, how do we just get rid of the symptoms and, you know, discharge them right away? Like I started, like it just didn't start aligning with my values so much. And I just wanted to go into work where preventive medicine was the 
main like the the main treatment and you want to just right like i wanted to be part of preventing the problem and stop just giving meds so i wanted to teach people about habit change and lifestyle change so so i i got certified as a life coach and weight loss coach in the end of 2018 and i learned so much about mindset and how to help people change their habits permanently and um and yeah now my practice is growing um i do one-on-one coaching right now um with clients online so we meet once a week they go through my program and it's been really like it's so different from working in the hospital like it's just so crazy like the the I couldn't believe it. like the the satisfaction and you get from just like helping people like really changing their lives and changing their habits it's gosh it just feels like such a profound difference to me versus like you know you see someone in the hospital you you know you see them for a few days and they're gone and you you know you don't follow up it, it's such a different uh way of treating people you know yeah, it's almost like you're you're in the trenches with them, you know, like mm-hmm. you're in there with them, you know, trying to get them through uh, where trying to get to where they they want to go and where you see where they can be. You know, you've had that experience, you know how it feels, you know what they're going to go through and you can guide them through that. And I'm sure that has to be such a um, such a great feeling, you know, to to kind of help somebody through that through their journey. Right, because a lot of people who, especially if they have um, a long time, like, struggling with weight loss and cravings, like, I always think, like, man, I'm so glad to be in this person's life because if they didn't have me and they didn't have these tools, they would just be suffering and they would keep doing these behaviors that aren't serving them just because they don't know how to manage their mind and They don't know how the brain works. And so I really feel like privileged to help people in this way and, you know, and really help them change their habits before it gets worse or just reverse problems that they're already working on now. Um, So it's just, it's been like amazing to see people progress and, and feel better, like not only in how they look, but just how they feel like their energy their motivation, like their hunger goes down. Like it's awesome. Congratulations. Hats off to you. I'll I'll add um, some, some clapping sound effects at this point in the podcast (laughs) for you. you. (laughs) Well, you know, Charmaine, we're we're getting close to the end of the podcast. Um, As you know, you know, as you know, a health coach myself, Thank you so much for what you do and for your time on the Smart Talk podcast. But to to give the people, you've already given the people so much, you know, uh, to learn from the keto. Just before we go, uh, give them a smart goal. What is something that they can take from uh, take from you and apply to their life? Mm. Okay, so the most important thing that I tell everybody is if you want to lose weight or reach any goal, the only two things you have to do is, first of all, 
say what you'll do, like have a plan in place and then do what you say. So if you do those two things, you're going to accomplish anything. So plan ahead what you'll eat every day, follow through on that, like make that promise to yourself and then become somebody who basically does what you say you'll do and you'll accomplish whatever goal you set for yourself. Awesome. The, the more the more you plan, the better prepared you are, the confident, the more confident you can be in your success. That's awesome. Yeah. Awesome. Well, Charmaine, where, where can the people find you at online? Um, so I love Instagram. I'm on Instagram.com forward slash sugarfree dot self-care. And I also offer a free 30-minute low-carb consultation if you're interested in starting keto or maintaining keto but don't want to feel deprived. Um, you could get a free consultation with me at sugarfreeselfcare.com. Awesome. Well, again, Charmaine, thank you for your time. And everyone, thank you for listening to the Smart Talk Podcast. Have a good one. <laughs>